It's time for Cubicle Insanity. I've got Kim here with me and I'm Tammy. We're back together again to talk about that great thing which we love, corporate America. Our podcast is a, is a discussion about the real insanity from cubicles in the workplace, from leadership and leaders to experiences with life in the cubicles. Let's get to our latest cubicle insanity. Kim, I know you've got a hot topic for today. Tell us about it. Hot topic is onboarding. Hot topic! <laughs> it can make or break the employee, uh, in my opinion. Um, I think if you do it well, you know, I think there's plenty of research out there that says if you do it well, you increase your retention. Whereas if they somebody is onboarded and has a very poor onboarding experience, from day one, it just kind of sets the tone and probably a little bit higher attrition rate. Oh, yeah. Because if, if you feel like you're not being treated something special on your first day, you immediately yeah. start going, was this a good decision? Do yeah. I really fit in here? Did they really yeah. want me here? Yeah. 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 So if you think about like when, when you, as a manager, you've got somebody that's accepted your offer, you know, and they come in on their first day and... They're probably, you know, very nervous sitting in the lobby waiting. They probably haven't slept well the night before, kind of wondering, okay, did I really make the right decision? What's ahead of me? All this angst and concern. And um, so you go to the lobby and you meet them. What do you think happens? They kind of get this little bit of a smile on their face like, oh, okay. Here's hey, my new manager. Hey, I just, you know, I had a great interview with this person. Okay, I kind of got this. Yeah, we connected. Right. So, then what happens? They go back to their, the work area. Into the cubicles? Into the cubicles. They navigate the cubicle maze. And if you think about, you know, as I think about, like, um, onboarding, what are some of the key things that you need to think about as a hiring manager? Do you have them in place? Like, do you have the their computer? Do you have their cell phones? Do you have a desk? A desk. And is it clean or does it have somebody else's schmutz all oh, over it? Don't talk about the leftover ketchup and soy sauce packets in somebody's drawer. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on, managers, clean that shit up before the new employee gets here. Right. Cuz actually you're as a hiring manager, all of your hard work is from the time that they accept their offer until the day they show up. Right. So the day they show up, it should be super easy. Yeah. To impress them. Right. And, and it's just that basic. And, you know, do you have the tools? Can they navigate? Like, once you hand them their computer, if it requires a logon, is the logon set up? Has IT been in contact? And right. Do they have the number for the help desk? Right. And, you know, do they have the right passwords? Can they get into all the sites? Do they have a badge? Was all that done ahead of time? If not, guess what? What? Strike one. Strike one. If the basic tools aren't there, and if managers, you don't even have this part right, it is strike one in the employee's eyes. It's a great disappointment because they're they're kind of like, really, they weren't ready for me? And, and maybe, they, you know, at this point, maybe then they start thinking back to the interview. Well, did they really read my resume? Were they really prepared for the interview? So now the I think the first hint of doubt. Yeah. Easily. I, um, I have started jobs like I, you know, um, you said, you know, like you see your hiring manager, I started a job and 
did not like I started in training my first day. So I didn't even go through what you were talking about. And so it's funny when I think through this because there was even additional time for, you know, all the prep work to get done. And I happened to pass my, the hiring manager. And I mean, of course, I had, I, you know, interviewed in person with him a few times, you know, talked with him on the phone more than that. Um, and we pass each other. And I'm like, hi. Honestly, he didn't recognize me or he didn't yeah. look at me. I don't know. But my first reaction was, oh, my God, you didn't recognize me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I work for you now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at least we could laugh about it. Yeah. But there, that could have gotten horribly wrong. There's been um, experience, or you know, in my career, there's been um, a company where we've hired people, and they come in, and they don't have a computer for three days. And everything that they need to do is, is, on, the computer. is on the computer, right? They, they don't have a job that is a physical labor job, like on a, a manufacturing line. Mm -hmm. It's it's on, on a computer, and that's what they need to use as their tools for three days. What do you do for three? That's long, long it is days. Long three days, and you just think, you know, I just left my other company. I was a rock star, crushing it, getting things done. I knew how to navigate. I knew the people, and now here I sit. Is this really a better opportunity? Yeah. Three days. No how problem. do I make myself look like that superstar and look busy when I don't have a computer? I don't even. Yeah. Like, it's a new job. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be right doing. The other thing is you think about onboarding and, okay, so if they don't have a computer for the first three days, okay, stupid. And <laughs> <laughs> just put it out there, Kim. I'm just kind of stating out. <laughs> I mean, that's insane not to have the computer, not to have the tools and things set up. But what makes it even worse is if, okay, maybe there's an issue with the, you know, the computers coming in or whatever there might, there might be a valid reason for it. Okay fine but do you have at least an agenda right a meet and greet with people that they'll be interfacing with uh set up for the week you know and, and do those people know who they're meeting why they're meeting them what their role is going to be and what should they be talking to the person about right Right. That way, because if they have at least this whole schedule of things, they feel like they're being productive and they're being welcomed. Right. Like they, oh, they, you know, uh, were waiting for me and thought that I was such an important addition to the team that they've set up all of these wonderful things for me to do. But it could turn out to be bad if you sit down with that person and they're like, well, I don't know why your new boss wanted me to meet with you. Yeah. I, hey, you know, they just, you know, said, hey, come meet with this person. But you know, I don't really know what you're going to be doing. Can you tell me what you're going to be doing? <laughs> um, no. Really? Hmm. Okay. No the computer. job description said. <laughs> and you start having these dialogues. And again, you're thinking back to your previous role, previous company. Yeah. I was a rock star. I was crushing it. You know, I had everything good. Yeah. There might have been some bad things, but at least I knew. Yeah. Maybe the bad stuff isn't looking that bad now. It's starting to look kind of good. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, you go home that evening and you text some of your former colleagues. Hey, how's it going? Have they backfilled my role yet? Yeah. Have you worked with somebody who's done that where maybe they've only worked at your company for a few days and yeah. gone back to their old job? Yes. I have absolutely. too. Because of the onboarding experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just, if you can't get that part right, I mean, 
again, at least a higher attrition. But, you know, if you think about like the, um, the folks that you have them even set up with, like, you know, do they even show up? Yeah. Or is that person like, you know, you go to their office. So I can tell you from my own personal experience, I had a great onboarding. I mean, ticked and tied. The computer was there. Everything, the, the agenda was set. I met with a gazillion people. Um, so it was all planned out. And the person that was navigating all that for me, they kept calling, making sure, you know, hey, whoever you're going to meet with, yep, they were on board. They were going to be there making sure. But there was a few people that said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, yeah, I've got that person on my schedule. Yep, yep, I'll be there. And then when I would go to their office, they weren't there. That's so awkward. Yeah. And you're like, uh, okay, well, um, hmm. I guess I'll just stand here for a minute looking stupid. Yeah. And then, you know, you, I would go back to my desk and, and my new manager was like, aren't you meeting with so-and-so? And I'm like, eh, they weren't there. Of course, my new manager went a little bananas because yeah. she had done such a great job to try to get everybody lined up. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was frustrating for her because it was a waste of her time. It was... I felt kind of awkward because I'm like, okay, should I have just hung there at the person's office waiting maybe for them to come back? But, you know, I gave it the old college rule. Yeah. You know, what was it? Five minutes for an associate professor, <laughs> 10 minutes for a, a tenured professor. And I thought, well, you know, this person happens to be a big shot in corporate America. I'll give them 15. And, and no show. No show. That's so rude. Yeah. So if you don't have that kind of stuff planned out, Mm -hmm. strike two in the employees strike two so th those are you know just a couple of key things okay before you move on so okay so talking about these things that you're building up so like having your basic tools having the schedule in place how do you feel about how how does how do these things rate against the companies that do sort of just those one-off like someone could start any day of the week any day of the year Versus those companies who have sort of like those particular like start classes where you, they maybe it's every week or maybe it's every other week where you start and you go through sort of this formal, more formal type of orientation um, type of program. Hmm. I guess I never really thought about that. My first instinct though is maybe that's generational because I would, I would probably be more comfortable with a, uh, a class and you go through a kind of a more formal onboarding, mm -hmm. but I would imagine maybe um, folks coming out of university would be more kind of, hey, okay, we'll just go with the flow. So I know of tech companies that do the sort of by class. Yeah. I think it's, you know, whatever interval of timing it is. And the feedback they, they get from everybody is that, they like it because then they, it's sort of like they have pals outside of their department or, you know, mm. whatever, but they make this sort of, you know, it's like when you go through it, like maybe a stressful or traumatic situation with other people, like you sort of bond. And so they've sort of now created this little bond with these people. Yeah. Cause you're going through the same anxieties as everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The stress yeah. of picking out your new outfit for the next day and right. all of that. So it's sort of, they sort of make pals. So I think that I asked the question because as you were talking about that, I've had so many experiences where it's just like, I'm the one, sorry, I'm the yeah, only one. one. Yeah. And 
that can be super awkward because you meet these people and you have to remember everybody's name or what they do. Right. And they only have to remember you, so it's no big deal to them. They're like, oh, there's the new person, whatever. Yeah. Um, and it is it is really stressful where, you know, back in the day, I did start with sort of like a a class of people. And, you know, so we were tight. We kind of, you know, had each other mm-hmm. to reach out to or go to lunch with or, you know, things like that. So I wonder if that would also – so we're talking about the hiring manager being prepared, which is, I think, number one importance. Yeah. But I'm wondering if something that could maybe influence it might be – if you have other pals. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because um, right now where I'm at, we've got um, some folks on a leadership program. Okay. And we put them through kind of classes together for their onboarding. And it does immediately um, build that rapport amongst all of them. I guess I never really thought about it in that perspective. Well, you know, I'm thinking about it as myself from an onboarding. I've always done it just individually. Yeah. So um, I know like the leadership program people, they they do have a tight-knit group. And they, you know, because you don't retain everything that first day, right? No. That you're hearing. Yeah. But that that's um, a good point that you can lean on each other and say, hey, what about this? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think about it too. Um, with the thing that was sort of new to me a few years ago when my daughter went to colleges, we're touring some colleges, and some of them, not all at the time, some of them had programs in place for freshmen where they would, maybe there would be a group of, I'm making this up because I can't remember, 30 of them, and they would maybe go through some of their generals together and so it sort of gave them that sense of community. So hmm. you're in this very large environment that's new to you, but it gave them this smaller group to get to know. And I think of that sort of what a great way to retain your freshmen is because now they have friends immediately. They've got their own little group of people. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because it just reminds me of my freshman orientation at university. I know we're kind of bird walking here. Yeah. But I remember the dean standing up there saying, look to your left and look to your right. Because at the end of this school year, the person on both sides of you will be gone. Really? It was that high? Uh-huh. So, um, so you know, I think about that. Now I think about what we're talking about yeah. of onboarding as individuals versus the group. And it's kind of making me rethink what should I do for my current employer Yeah. about the onboarding. Yeah. I, I, I think there's value. Yeah. To the groups. Now, will everybody feel comfortable in a, in a group like that or probably not? Yeah. I don't think you can make everybody happy all the time, but mm-hmm. I think there is some value in, in sort of building that. S- so, gosh, I, uh, I'm trying to think at least probably 10, maybe more. Gosh, that, that's really hard for me to say. Probably over 10 years ago, the first time that I had been involved with uh, an employee engagement survey. One of the questions I think literally was, do you have a best friend at work? Hmm. And the survey provider, do you know this question? Hmm. The survey provider, like, so, you know, in HR, we're going through all the questions and sort of what the the reason behind asking these sort of questions is. And the reason behind asking that one, and that one jumped out at me right away. I thought it was so weird. And the reason behind asking that question is something along the lines of, you have to, if you have a best friend at work, then you're more likely to be happy and engaged at work. Mm-hmm. And so back to this point of 
a single uh, person starting versus sort of being part of a class, maybe that's your opportunity of making, not that it'll be on, your only group of friends, but at least it starts it early on yeah. and gets you engaged yep. from the get-go. Yeah. Yep. And to your point, a sense of community. And a sense of community, yeah. You belong. It, yeah, as you're going through, you know, I mean, it is stressful to leave the company, a, a company, and go to a new company and not know anybody and start all over, and you have to prove yourself and earn the credit of being somebody that can deliver results. Yeah. So it's tough. It's so tough. Yeah. It's so hard to start a new job. And especially if your onboarding experience is bad, that just... Yeah. Yep. The other thing that I think about, like when you, as you onboard a new employee, especially if you're going to do it as an individual start date, is you know, do you have such things as the other peers to line up? Do they to take them to lunch to show them where the bathrooms are? You know, the yeah. the essentials, right? Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than watching a new employee kind of fumble around, like, "Where's the cafeteria? Do I go to lunch now?" Um, kind of what's the protocol around right, here right do i take 30 minutes for lunch do i take an hour for lunch yeah. yeah yeah so if you don't have those three things those three big buckets i think i think you stink as a manager strike three strike three you stink as a manager <laughs> we're throwing you out yeah i i completely agree and i have I can think of um, one horrible experience I had where I showed up for work on my first day, did not have a computer, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. In fact, did not have a desk. What? And, like, I want to say there ha there was at least three or four weeks. I don't remember exactly. Like, you know, I gave two weeks notice mm -hmm. at the job I was at. And then I, I want to say I took a week or two off between yeah. and then started. So there was three or four weeks between the time I accepted the offer till the time I started. I did not have a computer. I did not have a desk. Mm. And it was just one of those things where I just sort of started walking around introducing myself to people because I was sort of left at a desk that was, it didn't have, cub everyone had cubicle cubicles in the cubicle yeah. insanity world. They all had cubicles. So this was like this desk outside of the cubicles. It wasn't even in a cubicle. So it was just sort of like almost a hallway or something. Yeah. And that's where I got left because uh, my manager had a meeting. And so he just sort of left me there by myself. So you're out in the hallway? You just were <laughs> sitting in the hallway in that kind of like grade school? Go out in the hallway. If yeah. You're misbehaving. At the desk? Like, why didn't you take yeah. me to the meeting with him or whatever? Right. I don't know. It was so weird. So I just started walking around introducing myself and, you know, to figure mm -hmm. out like, mm -hmm. okay, who are the friendlies? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And, you know, chatting people up or whatever. And they're like, oh, hey, you know, where's your manager? And I'm like, oh, well, you know, he had a meeting. So he'll be back or whatever. And they, you know, the minute I said it, like, everybody just rolled their eyes. And I thought, mm. okay, so this is not surprising to them. Yeah. And so we would giggle about it. So it turned out to be an okay first day. Plus, I want to say my manager left for the day easily around, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So there I am. No manager, no computer, no desk. Yeah. So I, I probably ended up, I don't remember what time I left, but I know I definitely left early because at this point now I'm just, I feel like I'm bothering people because I've got nothing to do. Yeah. 
Have you ever, um, so just the fact that he was in meetings all day, but have you ever had a situation where um, either you or you've seen somebody do this, a manager, they leave for vacation, for a two-week vacation, with an employee starting the first day of their first day of vacation? Yes. Such a bad plan. It is. Why not delay the start date? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to be gone for six months. Right. And if it's that important to you, you know, think about the employee. Think about what they're going to deliver for you. It, I just, it, it baffles me every time. Right. They're just going to sit there confused for whatever time yep. that you're gone. I can't tell you how many employees I've had come. It, I, there's not like a gazillion of them, but there's been a handful that come and go, well, what should I be doing? My boss is gone. I'm like, what? Where's your boss? Oh, they're on vacation for the next two weeks. Huh, really? Well, guess what? Why don't you go home and have a two-week vacation on us? Yeah, I, because I, mean, I can't tell you what to do for the next. Yeah, I mean, we don't do that, but, you know, it's it's then we have to scramble. We in HR scramble to go help on board which we should be part of the onboarding, but to help, you know, get the agenda set up, to help find where their computer is, to find what they're supposed to be doing and yeah. taking over where the manager should be. Yeah. How do you feel about training? So in th- those situations, it's a bit of a odd babysitter, I'll call it. Sometimes training can be. Yeah. But how do you feel about training like right away? Like your first week when you like get introduced to, uh, to the company and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, we need you to take this training. So I suppose it depends on the type of job you have, but sometimes I've been in that situation where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, all this training. And I want to say first, it's so wonderful that companies allow the time and have put the effort into having these training yeah. programs. Like that's yeah. fantastic. There have been times of that first week where to your point, like I barely can find the bathroom and make it back to my desk. And you have me sitting here doing this training. What am I going to retain? Right. How do I know how to, where to put this? How do I file yeah. this away and yeah. use it? Yeah. I've been in a company where, you know, like your first month, the first 30 days, you have over 100 online trainings. Yeah. And we hear such a, you know, complaint from the employees. But I've been in other companies where, like, the first week is training throughout the week. It's not just straight 40 hours. Okay. But it's, you know, like the first day, you know, mid-morning, it's compliance training. Okay. So you kind of understand what the rules are, the policies, things like that. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense, I think, the first day. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot th- of those are pretty similar across companies, so you know how to take that information in and what to do with it. Right. And then, you know, later in the week, it's maybe product training to get to understand the products. If you're working for a manufacturing company, yeah. for example, mm-hmm. and kind of some of the nuances, who the market base is, and, you know, just an overall understanding of the company, the strategy, things like that. Okay, that makes sense. Gets you a little bit more comfortable and acclimated. But 100 online trainings in the first 30 days? Yawn. Yeah. That's awful. Uh, you, you know, thinking about the onboarding experience, I know one manager, <clears throat> excuse me, and his nickname's Linda. Oh, okay. Linda, <laughs> as I call him. Um, he 
is phenomenal at onboarding. So he uses this software program. Um, I believe it's called MindMap. Have oh, you ever heard of it? I don't think so, no. And it, it creates like a checklist. It creates, I mean, it, he's over the course of the year, he ha, years, he has built this onboarding process. And I mean, it walks you through from day one to day 30. Wow. And, you know, what he needs, there's a section for managers and what he needs to do, and it starts clicking things off. There's what the employees should do in the first 30 days, like learn these tools, you know, set up this profile, whatever it might be. And then it goes through everything else. It, it, it He truly does a phenomenal job. He's one of the best I've ever seen. And everybody who works for him loves it. They do. Because they love they, him. They do. He has a very high uh, retention rate. He has a large following. Like when he moves from role to role, he has people that follow him. Oh, I'm jealous. That sounds wonderful, doesn't it? It, it does. And um, like I said, it's taken him, you know, a few years to build it. Yeah. But it's, it's, I've never seen anything like it. The greatest thing is he's actually put the thought into it and then he put it into action. Because mm -hmm. sometimes as a manager, you may go, oh, I guess I could have done that better. Yeah. But you don't do anything different the next time. Right. So he's basically taking all of this collective knowledge over the years and keeps improving his process mm -hmm. and himself. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it really is. 30 days, too. Yep. I know that when I had new hires, I would plan out their first two weeks. Mm -hmm. And some people, which you were a part of very frequently. Yep. Um, and people thought I was crazy for planning out. Because it was, I mean, they would maybe have, you know, like a, a 30 minute break in the morning and a 30 minute break in the afternoon. But other than that, I had them scheduled for their first 10 days yeah. at work. And I thought it was important because they needed to get to know the company from the different perspectives, you know, right. from the various yep. uh, locations and businesses and, and understand sort of mm -hmm. everything. And also, I mean, don't you feel important when somebody hands you a schedule? Like I need you to do all of these things. Yeah, and there's going to be these people there for you, and uh, yeah. and all of that. So I can't imagine. I know what it took to get two weeks. Yeah, I can't imagine thirty days. Yeah, in your two week schedule, did you have have the um, new hires go and meet with some people, do you know an introductory there, and then come back to the desk and maybe do a little bit of the work that you hired them for, and then go do something, do some other introductions, and then come yep. back, so that it was kind of a break of both. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And what I like to do is typically like I would meet with them every morning, like right away in the morning and then right after lunch. And so I could explain to them who they were going to be meeting with. And if there was anything, you know, that they needed to know to say or not say maybe yeah. at various meetings. So I would meet with them definitely those two times every day mm -hmm. and in, in the afternoon a little bit longer so they could um, recap for me, you know, how their morning went, what they learned, if they had any questions. And maybe I would sit with them a little bit longer and do work with them, show them things, or have somebody on the team. Yeah. And a lot of times when I'd have them go meet with people, I would have somebody from the team go with them. So it, they wouldn't have to worry about getting lost if they were going to a different location yeah. or something like that. But they, So the two of them would go and you know meet with this person or go to mm -hmm. lunch with that person or whatever. But yeah, then come back and sit at your desk and with me or with you know one of the, the team members or something. So. Yeah. A little bit of maybe you heard this. Well, let me show it to you here or, yeah. you know. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. it was 
in all honesty, it was a lot of time on my schedule in those two weeks as well that was mm-hmm. blocked off. But then also the team members, they, you know, they have their own job to do, but, you know, I put them on the schedule like, oh, you know? Yeah, yeah. You two can, can hate me together, so sit, so <laughs> yeah. call up now. Yeah. Um, and, you know, share all of the wonderful knowledge you have since you're the, you know, the yeah. experienced one here, so. But you have very high uh, retention. Yeah. And you have very high following. Yeah. So the investment, those two weeks. Works. Yeah. Like a charm. Yeah. Yeah. And if I could have possibly come up with 30 days, I think that would be amazing. Because if you think about, okay, I like to think that I'm totally awesome, Kim, but I'm thinking through, like, I'm trying to quickly think about, like, first days, first weeks at, you know, my last couple of jobs. In the first 30 days, it's hard to... Regardless, I think of your level a little bit, mm-hmm. You're. it's hard to know exactly what to do. It's not like you're really having throughput at that point or even sort of you're trying to figure out where your level of authority lies yeah. as well. So if someone could plan out 30 days for you, then by that day 31, you should be running. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um... Most of uh, Linda's employees at day 31 are up and running. Absolutely. And it, so um, th- this is off topic. Now I'm taking a little bit off topic, but let's relate onboarding to high performers. How do you think that, like, and maybe not like a high performer, whatever. You, not, I'm not talking about, like, let's talk about hypos and succession planning, whatever. Like, yeah. just a, a excellent performers. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a tie between your onboarding experience through to your performance? I do. I really do. I think that it sets somebody up for success so that they can immediately have some traction. Yeah. It gives them, I think, a sense of accomplishment, a sense of security in a new company. And um, I think they get comfortable quicker and start adding value quicker. Mm. Okay, yeah. I was thinking... When, so when I've gone through good experiences where, like, I, my computer is ready, like, everything yeah. on the first day, I walk in, and everyone's like, oh, you must be Tammy. Good to meet you. You know, what a what a great experience. And it makes me feel like, oh, they really want me here. They've put so much into this already for me. I want to give back. So I already sort of start with that mentality mm-hmm. versus what should I be doing? This is super awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Let me uh, ask a different question about, it's still on onboarding, but if you're in a large company and you go from division to division. Oh, I think it should be the same. Maybe not the company related items, of course, but setting up that schedule so you meet the right people. Even if you may have interacted, now you're interacting in a different way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've been in that position myself and didn't have sort of that re-onboarding into my new group. And so when you're talking to these people, although you might know them, now you're coming from a different perspective. And they're like, wait a minute. Why are you talking to me about this? Mm -hmm. Well, remember, I'm in my new job. Yeah. Yep. So to sort of just have that meet the right people. Maybe you haven't met all the right people. 
but also the people you might know get them in the right context now mm-hmm. that you're part of this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I see all too often when you go from division to division, they're like, okay, here's your desk. Okay, good luck. Bye. Yeah. There, There is literally no onboarding when you switch divisions. Yeah. Okay, so related to onboarding for either a brand new hire or for even these sort of like transfers, how do you feel about announcements? Talk to me about announcements of of these types of things. Um, I hate writing them, but I think that they're... <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't everyone. <laughs> but I think that there are uh, value add. What the, what the announcements I don't care for are the ones that, you know, go on and on and write their life story. I think it's it's fine to add in and have some personal stuff in there like, hey, they enjoy, you know, water skiing and underwater basket weaving. <laughs> and slow walks on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that that's fine to include so that as you're doing these one-on-ones and the meet and greets, maybe you can break the ice a little bit if you have something in coming, like, like you're the champion underwater basket weaver. Yeah. Um, but to go on, like, you know, they have nine dogs and three cats. Okay, maybe that is pertinent. But um, <laughs> I think it should be clear and crisp. I think it should really talk about what their role is that they're going to be doing so that people know who they are when they are coming to meet with you and what what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and would, would you agree for that's for new hires and for transfers? Absolutely, yeah. I completely agree. I we typically don't communicate enough. Mm-hmm. And I, although I think sometimes for the individual, those are a little bit awkward again when those come out and now people have this thing in yeah. their inbox about you or whatever. But I do think it, it's again, such a warm welcome. Plus now the people who are maybe not involved or that close, but you know, see that person around or mm-hmm. whatever. Now they know we who this person is and where they belong mm-hmm. and all of that good stuff and people just like to know yeah yep let, let me give you just a little snippet of some cubicle insanity yeah so we uh recently did a bunch of hiring and so we decided to do monthly announcements instead of shooting out like three or four a day oh, yeah and cluttering mm-hmm. inbox right so yeah. simple that's nice process. I like that. so the insanity is is i get Employees coming to me going, well, hmm, this manager certainly is getting a lot of headcount. I don't get the same headcount. Oh. Well, they happen to have X amount of vacancies plus incremental headcount approved. Whatever the situation was. Hey, remember, other manager, you did a bunch of hiring four months ago? Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. But that's the insanity. It's like, oh, everybody's counting heads. Oh, that one gets more than I do insane that is insanity so that's other than writing the announcements the blowback from the announcements yeah you just want to look at them and go you know what just go sit down and do your job yeah. why are you counting yeah looking at what other people have that they don't possibly have right you've got a good life and a good job be happy with that be happy <laughs> uh, oh my gosh all right. You think we've kind of exhausted a little bit of the what not to do for onboarding and you think it's clear? 
Or should we state the obvious of what we should do I, in onboarding? I let's state the obvious. This was a this was a fun topic. Kim, managers, they need to get it right. Have their basic tools in place for their new hires. Clean out those desks. That seriously, when you said that, oh, disgusting. Um, have a schedule together. Make a plan for them. Have them meeting those key folks that they're going to be interacting with. And make sure they they know what they need to know about the company or the the facility, like you said, where the bathrooms are. Make sure all of that's uh, laid out and and in a plan. And if you can't do that, you're out. Yes. We're done. Hang up the cleats and go home. Wow. Um, also, maybe the benefits of considering being having the new hires start in classes. Mm-hmm. Let them build some pals. Create a sense of community for them. Training maybe is not always the right option. So think about the amount and the timing at which it happens. Uh, we talked about, and this is a was an, this was a good one. We talked about does your onboarding um, experience impact you as a performer? And you said that you believe it is. There's a quicker time to value there, and I think you're right. Although I've never really thought about it that way, I think you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. And then announcements. Make announcements. Communicate. Although there might might be a downside <laughs> to it. Yeah. Do it anyway. Yeah. I think that's it, Kim. All right. All right, so thank you. Um, thank you to all of our listeners. Thank you to our sponsor, Tammy. The sponsor. sponsor. The sponsor. Woo. So when you're in trouble and you need a good law firm, call the law offices of Susan L. Ward. They're an outstanding law firm. Susan. Shout out to She's Susan. She's a rock star. Uh, thanks to our active military and our veterans. And stay tuned for our next episode of Cubicle Insanity.